vehicles waiting at your local dealer. Mercedes-Benz. Next guest, Tyson Alger, the I-5 Order. I think this may be the first time we catch our next guest on the I-5 corridor. Is Tyson Alger headed down to Corvallis for the uh, first day of Oregon State fall camp? Tyson, welcome back to the big show. How are you? I'm doing good, Justin. I'm uh, I'm actually just walking around campus right now. It's sunny and like 65 degrees and clear, and uh, it sounds like football in the air. I mean, it's it, it's one of those things, right, where if, whether you are like me, like a very partisan fan of the uh, the Oregon-Oregon State rivalry or Oregon-Washington, there is still, whether you like the, the football team or not, there's still something about, like, just walking around campus that just kind of has an, a nice feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so I've actually been on campus here since Saturday because I'm helping out with the uh, the high school journalism institute on campus, and uh, I've you know I've been to Corvallis many times to cover sporting events, but it's always been either just like straight to Reeser or straight to Goss, and um, never really the opportunity to walk much around campus. And uh, man, I'm loving it. Like it's it's a gorgeous campus. I I, I think that uh, you know especially. Uh, <laughs> Uh, especially in this day and age where like uh, schools like Oregon state that don't have the name recognition, maybe like an Oregon or some of these other ones that are being considered to go into like the big 10 or the sec. Like I, I think the campus and city kind of get poo pooed on a little bit, but man, like I'm, I'm walking around here and I'm ready to enroll in uh, a <laughs> master's program. <laughs> uh, well, as, as a, uh, as a, a proud uh, alum of Western Oregon university, which is a handful of miles up the road, I spent plenty, I spent plenty of time, uh, in Corvallis, in my uh, let's just say in my prime, if if you will. Uh, <laughs> yep. So I mean, I don't know if you've made it to Claude Felters yet, or if you have experienced uh, the the top of the Peacock, um, uh, and half of the other places I used to uh, frequent, I think are either gone or different now. But uh, let's just say there's there's plenty of of little uh, uh, a little gems around that town where where a young Justin Myers had an awful lot of fun. Yeah, you know, we, we, we can take that discussion further offline if, uh, <laughs> if you really need to kind of, uh, um, you know, go through some traumas that you've experienced. Oh, power hour at the top of the peacock. It is a, We don't have enough time nor really uh, FCC regulations to talk about what happened there. But here's what we are going to talk about, professional radio transition. We were just talking about it last segment with, with Oregon State kind of heading into this season. Tyson, it is an interesting time. Obviously, the conference expansion cloud hanging over, I think, both Oregon and Washington State, maybe more than any of the other Pac-12 schools. But heading into the season, I'm fascinated to see how Jonathan Smith handles really his first year with any expectations. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was get the program stabilized, getting competitive, then they got over, and then COVID hit, right? And then they got over the hump and made it to the bowl game last year. And now for the first time since he's taken over, there's some expectations around his program. Yeah, it, it, it's fascinating too to kind of you know it, when you, when you look at Oregon State, they've kind of done the uh, the opposite of what the expectations were at Oregon with every new coach, where it's like, oh, if this guy doesn't get you back to the Rose Bowl right away in the first year, it's a colossal failure, and then we got to start a new coaching search. Um, 
you know, with, with Smith, it's, it's been a slow build. I mean, he won two games his first year. He made a little progress the next and the pandemic came. And, and last year they, they were a team that, uh, that was finally able to take those games that they were maybe losing by one possession or three points or, or in the fourth quarter. And they were able to put, put together a winning season. Like I, I thought that was such a huge season for Corvallis. And, and it also makes me feel bummed out that that happens right before all this kind of conference realignment stuff happens. Cause like, you know, one, one season's not going to change anything. You know, I, I don't expect the, the Beavers to go 12 and 0 here, but it kind of, fe- it kind of feels like that. Like all these teams that are in that mid range, like really need to, you know, kind of uh, uh, not just tread water, but kind of start to, to get out of the water and, and start walking. Because uh, I, I think this is a talented team. I think Jonathan Smith is one of the best coaches in the Pac-12, and I think he was a perfect fit down here in Corvallis. But, uh, you know, it's uh, in, in college football, they, they don't really ex- let you uh, kind of have, like, the slow foundational yeah. build anymore. They just want they just want everything to happen right away. And, um, you know, in one sense, you know, that, that stinks for the Beavers. But on the other hand, you know, if, if it is a situation where – you know, let's say Oregon State has less less funding than other schools in the future. I mean, like, that's kind of the case right now when they've been building this thing to, to have a solid base kind of no matter what, what the waves. Man, I'm making way too many water references. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in Corvallis and it's hot. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, 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 seems like, it seems like they've built this thing to a place where, like, I don't expect them to all of a sudden have, like, a, like a you know, a three and nine swing here. Like, I, I, yeah. I think that they've at least, I think they finished the rebuild. Now it's, it's whether or not they can actually take that and elevate it to something else. Dyson Alger, the I-5 Corridor, joining us here on 620 Rip City Radio. Uh, I talked about it last week, and I don't know what the answer is, and, and obviously I don't think anybody does when looking ahead to the potential of, of conference realignment, but if it happens the way that it kind of looked like it was heading last week, which it changes each and every week, and ultimately Washington State and Oregon State are kind of the, the odd teams out, I wonder kind of where, what, where Jonathan Smith's head is at, right? Because he comes back to his alma mater. He rebuilds the program. He's beloved in Corvallis. Uh, you know, he can kind of get on that, that Mike Riley trajectory to where his job's never going to be in jeopardy. But it's... If, if, in fact, Oregon State and Washington State are the odd teams out, Tyson, it becomes a very, very different job than the one he took four years ago. And, and I just wonder how that maybe affects the way he looks at his, at his job and, 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 and the spot he's in if, in fact, Oregon State is kind of left out of all this crazy conference expansion. Yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things where um... – you know, he's an alum. He's got a history here. He, he, he checks all those boxes that you would think, um, you know, basically he checks all the boxes that Oregon fans wanted when it, when they initially hired Dan Lanning and, and didn't get it. They, it was a local guy, a guy with history, a guy who knows what, what it's about. And I, I think that all kind of adds up to a coach who you would think would be here for a while or, or would be a lifer if he had the opportunity. But, um, you know, when, when the USC job came open this year, you know, I don't, I don't think Smith was like a, a, a necessarily a, a real candidate but his name was starting to get floated around a little bit and, and that's kind of what happens when you're able to have the success and rebuild like they have in in a in a college town like this that doesn't quite have those resources so like his his name's going to keep getting thrown around and 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 you know being loyal and, and wanting to be in Corvallis is one thing but if it gets to a point where big 10 coaches are going to start making like 15 million dollars a year and mm-hmm. 12 coaches are making like one or two like that's pretty hard to say no to so I, I, I think it's uh, it, it'll be really interesting to see how this all shakes out because I yeah I, I think Smith is, is the type of coach who would 
love to build a lifelong program here and, and turn it into something. But, uh, you know, economics can kind of start to get in the way if, you, if he starts having the success that, that keeps putting his name out there. Shifting gears, heading down. Uh, well, you're, you're in Corvallis, so you're probably faster to take 99 south and maybe get back on the I-5 corridor. I don't know if you do that, yeah, but, but, it's, but it's, for it's, branding it's purposes. Off. Yeah, it's off-brand, though. I, <laughs> I, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. <laughs> Side project is the 99 corridor. Uh, but uh, going down to Eugene, I, I, was, I was talking about this earlier because I think uh, I am like most unrealistic Oregon fans, right? We all have kind of an idea in our head as to what the head coach of the Oregon Ducks is supposed to do and how things are going to happen and have completely eliminated the idea that maybe Dan Landing might handle, I don't know, one of a hundred different aspects of being a head coach differently than maybe the crazy fan expectations. And I bring that up, Tyson, because I'm wondering how he is going to handle what is ultimately going to be the biggest question in fall camp for Oregon, that's the quarterback battle. I've seen Mike Bellotti with the quarterback competition be like brutally honest. Uh, Chip Kelly was almost as if he wasn't aware that he had a quarterback on the roster. If you ever asked him about how the quarterback battle was going, um, uh, I very much remember the, the fun season of Willie Taggart where he tried to convince everybody that it wasn't Justin Herbert's job, which was completely insane. I'm very intrigued to see how Dan Lanning, in a, as a first-year head coach, handles this quarterback battle, which is inevitably going to be every question he gets the entire fall camp. I mean, not only is that hard as a first-year head coach, but it's, it's, it's hard in this new day and age where you know kids can just haul up and leave if they don't like if they don't necessarily like like what uh, results or criticism they get from the coach. Uh, you know, I, I I still think that this is Bo Nix's thing to lose, but you know we've he. So far, Lanning's gone through the approach of kind of the cliches of, you know, uh, the competition's still open. We're going to see how they progress through the summer. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not one or two right now. It's, it's open competition. And, and even during the summer, I, uh, I, I put in a couple of requests to see if I could do a, do a story on, on Bo Nix. And, and they kind of wanted it to be on Bo Nix and Ty Thompson. You know, so I, I think it's still in that, uh, Either you want to keep the competition open or you want to keep the kids motivated. And it's, it's, it's really kind of a hard time in college football to just kind of say, this kid isn't going to start this year because, uh, you know, we, we, we've seen the change in dynamics. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be the question. And it seems, seems like it's been the question at Oregon for, the, you know, ever since Herbert left and before Herbert after Marcus. It's, it's, it's been a really long time since Oregon's just like straight up developed a quarterback who they thought was going to be a, a star quarterback. I mean, even when Herbert came in, he was pretty unexpected. He was fourth on the depth chart coming into that 2016 fall. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I, I think Lanning's a little bit more open than, than Mario was, yeah. um, but he but he also still does have, you know, that SEC media training. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting him here on the first day to be like, hey, Bo Nix is the starter. Here's exactly why. Here was their completion percentages. Here's what they ate this morning. Uh, I, I don't think that's what, what's going to happen. Tyson Alger, the I-5 Corridor, joining us on 620 Rip City Radio. Tyson is walking around the Oregon State campus. Oregon State opens up camp today. Judging by the train whistle that I hear, I'm assuming you're probably around Goss Stadium somewhere, maybe around Gill, like where, where the train runs through there. Oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like two blocks from there, and I, I was trying to, I was, you know, obviously I, th I figured the conductor was listening to our interview and would be, be polite enough to uh, have some decency to let us finish, but, you know, it's, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> I want to go back to uh, Friday when Pac-12 Media Day and you. we heard from 
George Klevkov for I think really the first time publicly since you know the the world turned upside down and and the announcement of USC and, and UCLA heading out of the conference and you know he was very bullish at the podium and he was I, I thought pretty aggressive at at the podium and and took some shots at the Big Twelve and uh, you know took a couple of other you know veiled shots at, at USC and UCLA. Um, do you see that as, as Klyevkov believing that the Pac-12 has got a chance to kind of hold it together? Or or was this a lot of smoke and mirrors and, like, pay no attention to the teams leaving in two years uh, behind the curtain? Everything is fine. It kind of gave me, like, Tyson Alger 2006 pre-prom vibes <laughs> where I'm like, I didn't want to go with any of them anyways, you know? Um <laughs> Like, oh. yeah, a, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's all posturing. I mean, I, I think Kliakov, but I think George has done a, a nice job of, uh, you know, not necessarily grabbing every single microphone that's been put in front of his face and, and causing a headline. I, I, I do like that, you know, he kind of saved that, that retort for the Big 12 for Pac-12 Media Day when all the national media is going to be there and when it gets its own headline. And I, I do like the feistiness, but... You know, right now this kind of feels like the iceberg and the Titanic arguing with each other. Like you're 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 both getting wrecked here at at some point. But yeah, I mean it's it's a fascinating time. And like here here on Oregon State's campus, like I was talking with uh, Mike Parker yesterday, the voice of the Beavers, and I was just kind of asking him, you know, what what was he most excited for this year? And he's like, he's like, I'm excited for a Pac-12 season because it might might be the last <laughs> the last normal one we have. And, um, you know, that's obviously what, what George is, is, is fighting to uh, uh, actually, you know, he, he's not fight, fighting to keep that because, I mean, the Pac-12, as we know it, is, is, is going to change forever with those two teams leaving. But, you know, it, it will be a drastically different landscape by the time that, that he takes that podium again here a year from now. I don't want to bring up past traumas, but you mentioned 2006 prom. And so I just thought for fun, I would go back and look at like uh, the billboard charts. I. I don't know if you ended up making it or not, Tyson, but the I bet prom was hot in 2007. You know, Sean Paul with Temperature and Nelly Furtado and Timberland Promiscuous. I bet that was a hot playlist in 06. I think we had a little, like, Rihanna and Jay-Z umbrella going going around that time, too, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, it was... It was Nelly with Grills. I mean, who can forget Nelly? And Paul Wall had his little moment in the sun. So you know, nat- naturally, it was just playing straight to uh, the art, the target audience of uh, Alaskan youth up up in uh, up in Palmer, Alaska. We were bumping our Paul Wall and our Nelly Furtado <laughs> all throughout the streets of of Palmer, Alaska. Uh, Tyson Alger joining us uh, here on six twenty Rip City Radio. Uh, since you're kind of on the scene there in Corvallis, uh, I am kind of fascinated that the Beavers are going to be playing a a full season with uh, with well a uh, of quarter of their stadium that that doesn't exist, and I understand. Look, that like, construction is hard, and uh, it it takes time. But I, I wonder, like, what are the vibes going to be like? Or have you seen the stadium, and have you have you kind of seen kind of the setup and, and what it looks like? And is it is it going to look that odd as I expect it to look when they take the field uh, to open up the season? See, this is why you need to talk to your producers, and we'll turn this into like a simulcast because mm. I could flip on the FaceTime here and give you guys a little bit of a walking tour around the stadium. Um, you know, right right now I can see the you know the East Grandstand as as normal, but I've been able to kind of flip around and, and see what got blown up back in January. But 
uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all goes down. Because, again, talking to Parker yesterday, I was just asking him, like, where are you going to call the game from? Like, you're you're the play-by-play guy. And he said he has no idea yet. And <laughs> the season starts in a month. So I think they're going to airdrop a little press box, like a makeshift press box down, which to be honest, was probably nicer than the press box that they used yeah. to have. Um, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting vibe. And I'm, I, I'm honestly, I can't wait till they actually come up and play at, at that game uh, at, uh, at Providence park against, I think Montana state, like that, that'll be a cool, a, a cool environment. Cause I, I haven't seen college football up in that level of college football up in Portland yet since I've been here. I mean, you're probably right about the temporary press box or the temporary press accommodations, but um, I, I can't wait for uh, Oregon State media Twitter uh, to start complaining about how where they have been stuck to watch the free game that they don't pay to see. I can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, boy, who would have the audacity to do that? Is, you know, especially if you're getting free food too. <laughs> and they complain like complain about the food. I know it's inside baseball, but I, I very much remember. Uh, someone told me, like, you know you are really, like, in the media when you start complaining about the free food. That's that's how you <laughs> yes. know. Like, I, first season of, like, uh, you know, Justin's on the radio. I got a credential. Like, nothing is wrong in the world. This is the greatest thing ever. Another year is like, this food is terrible. It's like, yep, you've made it because you're complaining <laughs> about free food. Well, it, it, it's kind of like being down here at the uh, the journalism camp for the week. We've had uh, we've had cafeteria cards, which on like the first few days, as a, as a guy who runs an independent website and is not rolling in the cash, like it was heaven. It was like, yeah, I'll have another slice of pizza, I'll have some salad, I'll have whatever that is. And uh, now I, I I just want some normal food, Justin. I, I'm walking to the cafeteria right now because I come on to your radio show before I treat myself to breakfast. And I'm I'm dreading it, man. I, I I'm I'm not looking forward to whatever is available this morning. Tyson Alger, the I five corridor. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Tyson Alger. Uh, so you're you're there at a at a high school journalism seminar. So these are high school kids that like want to get into yeah. the journalism world. Is this what what's going on at this seminar? Yeah, they haven't had a really good advice quite yet. You know, you know they should have maybe been doctors. Or, I'm just uh, waiting for uh, like, is there like is there going to be like a class on like clickbait and like. Here's some hot takes. Because uh, this is what you got to <laughs> do to make it. Like this is how, this is sensational. So you learn to write misleading headlines. Uh, let's let's do it all. Yeah. Well, what what I was telling them is to like get them really you know ready for the journalism field. As I said, after every like day of camp, we should lay two campers off and <laughs> kick kick them out of the kick them out of the dorms and make it turn it into like a reality type of show. But no, it's it's the, the tribe has uh, spoken. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's the high school, it's the high school journalism institute. I believe it's been going on for about thirty years um, here on Oregon State's campus, but they haven't had it for the last couple of years because of the pandemic. So, it's, it's something that I've always kind of wanted to do. It's it's twenty high schoolers from across the state who, for some reason, want to get into this field, and uh, I, I haven't been able to do it in the past because I've had a real job, Justin, and, and they, they've made me made me go cover football. But uh, since I'm my own boss, I sent. Uh, I sent the uh, the reliable Shane Hoffman down to uh, Oregon, Oregon Media Day today, and you know we'll we'll survive. Tyson Alger, you can follow him on Twitter at Tyson Alger. Uh, subscribe to the I Five Corridor, and of course you can listen to him on this fine program each and every Wednesday. Uh, hey, Tyson, have a terrific day down in Corvallis. Have a great rest of your week, and uh, 
Oregon football camp opens up. I'm sure by the next time you come on the big show, we'll know who the quarterback is and all the answers. Yeah, uh, 100%. And that will probably be the last time you need me on for the year because everything will be answered and there will be nothing else to talk about. (laughs) All right. Talk to you soon, Tyson. All right. Later, buddy. There you go. Tyson Alger, boys and girls. Yeah, high school journalism seminar. Brendan, here's how you you do hot takes. All right. this This is how you do clickbait.